name is Deb Kelsbeek. I'm the owner and business coach over at FemPro Business Society. I specifically work with small business owners to be able to set up business systems to help simplify their business and their life so that they can live their most beautiful lives. And today I am very excited. I know that I say that I'm always excited, but trust me <laughs> when I say that I have been fangirling over Ashley's work um, for a while now, because we met in another group online. Um, and now we get to do this podcast and recording together. And I'm so excited. So Ashley, I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so incredibly much for having me. I am super incredibly excited as well. Um, when I had my podcast, I would literally say the same thing with all of my guests. I'd be like, I'm so excited. And I'm like, I know I say this every time, but I really truly am. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, my name is Ashley DeLuca. I'm an email marketing strategist and I specifically work with relationship first companies in order to be able to create conversational email marketing. And so I I'm all about email marketing, whether it's the strategy, copy, implementation. Like I just live in that space every single day and I absolutely love it. And the thing that I love about you is you do focus on the stats to make sure that you're getting a, a good ROI with everything that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And I think that's one thing with email marketing is like a lot of times we look at the stats and we're like, oh, okay. But there's like a whole like piece to this that we could totally dive into as well. Like, um, within like actually looking at your stats and understanding what those actually mean, because they can mean different things based off of where you're at with your level of subscribers. So, yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll have to have like a 2.0 and talk about all the things stats. Yes. Yeah, we totally can. Cause they are definitely like, uh, they're definitely different than like social media stats, because a lot of times we look at like our social media stats and it like, and we're just, we take it for what it is, but there's actually like a different layer to email marketing stats. So yeah. Interesting. Okay. So how did you get started in email marketing? Yeah. So I actually started back when I was about 14 years old, uh, doing websites, uh, using library books and a laptop that I bought with babysitting money. So I would code websites in order to put my 14 year old girl blog thoughts on, uh, ended up getting into corporate, ended up going to college, wrote a business plan in college, um, specifically for a business that I was like, I would never start this. Even though everyone was like, it's a great idea. You should do it. You should do it. No, I, I didn't for a while. Um, ended up getting into corporate, ended up being super unfulfilled. My bubbly personality just didn't fit in their like very plain cardboard box. And so I went through the process of starting my first business at Panera Bread with my friend Cece, where I started uh, my first company, Blank Slate Media Consulting, where I did websites and social media for people. And email marketing kind of came in in two different ways for me, where I was like first introduced and like the web design capacity of like inputting in email marketing forms in order for me to be able to uh, help my clients like get email addresses and then seeing it pop up over and over and over again as a great way to market your business and Facebook groups. So I dove into it and was like, oh, okay, cool. This is great. It's just writing. I love to write. Writing my first welcome sequence was like chalk to the nails. Like it just was, I hated it. Like I was like, this is so dumb. Why would you do it this way? If this is email marketing, I don't want anything to do with it. And it wasn't until I realized that I could just do email like in my own way. 
that I ended up creating the conversational email marketing method and like being able to then take that idea and concept and infuse it into other people's businesses. I love that. So who do you primarily serve? Yeah. So, um, I have like a 50, 50 split between service-based entrepreneurs and e-commerce businesses. Um, and so, you know, for me, what is really, really incredibly important is the concept and idea of having a solid customer journey that puts the customer first. So, you know, I have a specific kind of like criteria for the businesses I work with, um, in terms of with, you know, like their brand, like, like we could go real in depth with it, but like, it's very much so like the mission, the brand voice, how they show up, how they serve in their like social media and community and all the things. Um, and then that allows for me to be able to infuse the personality into it that then creates congruency within all of those channels. And I also want to say before we hop into this, um, that Ashley is a fellow mom business owner. So you kind of hear her, yeah. <laughs> um, because we, uh, fully believe in being able to be moms and being business owners because we don't have to choose. We get to do both and we get to yeah. be hands on moms and we get to show our kids like, Hey, this is what it means to work hard and to run towards your goals and do something that you absolutely love. Yeah. And, um, to be honest, I, that was my biggest driving factor hands down. Like, you know, I had grown up with a mom that had stayed home for the most part and I absolutely appreciated and loved that. And I was like, I want to be able to have that for my son. Like I want to be able to go do things. Like I don't want to have to necessarily tell him no in terms of with like, Oh, I have to go to work versus like, no, like I, I just didn't want to do that. Like I wanted to be fully present for my kiddo and like put him first. And I, I, I like total, total disclaimer. Uh, Cause we're totally honest over here. Like it hasn't always been that way. Like there have been like the seasons of hustle and all of that, but for the most part, like that's, that's, the, that's my why that's like the cornerstone of why I originally started the business because I really wanted to be able to be there for him. And I didn't even know I would have him at that point, but we, I mean, a couple of years later I did. So it worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Which my daughter is out in the other room right now too. Um, while mom works today. Yeah. And I love how you put it in the terms of sometimes there are those seasons that yes, you are hustling and you are working more hours than you normally would. But the mm -hmm. point is that we get to choose when those seasons are. So we can like plan ahead and be like, okay, I know right now we're recording this in February, but if I know that in April, I have this big like project coming up, yep. I can prioritize my time right now, like with work and with, uh, being a mom and hands-on, you know, doing the fun things with my kids. Um, cause I know that April comes and I'm going to be really busy for a little while because that's when my project launches, like we yep. control that time. And I think that's really amazing and not even what we were going to talk about, but I think that that's a conversation that more of us moms need to be having. Yeah. And I'll just add to like, the thing is, is that anytime I do a podcast interview, like momhood just comes up for me. Cause like, it's just a huge piece of like my business and like how that kind of works for me. And, you know, one of the things that I have struggled with, and I know so many other people do too, is that like mom guilt of like going into the hustle of like leaning into that and realizing, and like, for me, um, since walking away and like going through, like I'm in the middle of a separation, going into a dissolution slash divorce, like, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm pushing really hard for right now because like, 
I'm going to be buying a house this year, like by myself, I'm going to be doing different things. Like I want to take my kiddo on the vacation that my husband, my soon to be ex-husband canceled on me, you know, last year. And so like, there's different, those, those driving factors, those different things where I'm like, yeah, right now, like he's spending a lot of time with grandma that he missed out on. Cause we live three and a half hours away. Um, but like being able to see like, Hey, because of the work and the things I'm doing right now, this, this, and this are going to happen within the next six months. That's going to allow for like us to be able to do the things that like we desire or want to do within our lives. So as a fellow single mom, I'm curious, is there anything that you've put into place to keep your eye on those goals, to keep them in focus that like, you know what, we're going to buy the house. We're going to take this vacation. We may be in hustle mode right now, but we're going to plan for the season again, that we are able to spend all this time together. So for me, like I, I've always been very extremely driven and motivated and like all of that. So like, for me, I don't necessarily ever lack motivation. It's discipline. That's kind of like for me. So honestly, like my biggest thing is literally just the, I like spending time with him. Like I look over and that's like what I see. Like I see the things that we're going to do together. And so like, you know, being able to like see that and like, remember, like that's what it is. And so like, for me, sometimes it's just like those little visual things throughout my workday. Like I'll go on to like, for me right now, like I'll go on to realtor.com and just like look at houses and be like, okay, yeah, like we're going to buy one of those one day. Like that's the goal. Like that's what we're doing. Like in getting clear on like what that looks like for me. And like what, like in that, that's what helps me is like actually putting in that kind of few minutes to like take a step. Like for an example, I want to take him to Puerto Rico and I'm like, you know, that's what we had originally wanted to do last year. And so thinking about, okay, cool. Like I'm going to take five minutes to go and look at a couple things we could do in Puerto Rico. Like that is what drives and motivates me. Like being able to like visually see that and then being able to look at my kiddo and like, see my kiddo and be like, yes, like that's what we're going to go do together. And like envisioning what that's going to look like. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Being able to visualize it makes it so real. So how I do it is like keeping those goals in mind is I have them like written out in my kitchen, which is where I'm a lot of the time, because it just means that I'm in there to get more coffee. <laughs> so I see it a lot. Um, and then like, I have pictures of the places that I want to go and the things that I want that I'm working towards. I have them on my phone and on my computer. Um, yeah. I will do, uh, like meditations that are focused on, um, kind of attracting those things just to make sure that yes. they stay in focus. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and like, we're going to now jump into it. You know, we're going to transition, <laughs> transition <laughs> the thing that we actually came here to talk about. Yeah. So we hear from like top professionals that it's detrimental to rely on social media for our businesses because we can't rely on them, which, you know, uh, we definitely learned when Facebook, <laughs> went down this last year Um, and it's because we don't actually own our audience. So they generally suggest that we take our audience off of social media and into someone's inbox. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I do know that people have become very private and um, like their email is sacred. So they're not just going to give it to anyone because they don't want junk. So keeping that in mind, um, how do we get started? 
with yeah. doing emails. Like what is step number one, knowing that we shouldn't have, just kind of summarizing, knowing that we shouldn't have our audience all online, that it should go into someone's inbox, but people are sacred with their emails. Yes. Okay. So there's so many things. <laughs> um, so I get, okay. So for me, everything starts with intention, like, especially when it comes to email before we dive in, it's like, what is the intention behind this? And so like, for me, yes, like it is super incredibly important to take your people off of social and put them into email because hundred percent, I see all the time people's Instagrams get hacked. This happens, that happens. Like, we're reminded every single time Instagram or Facebook goes down why you should have an email list. And I'm like, we should be talking about this all the time. But anywho, biggest, the biggest piece is that intention. And, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is when those things happen, you know, we'll hurry up, we'll open up an email marketing account. We'll set up a landing page for and be like, here's what we're going to do for next time. Here's what's going to happen. We collect all of these people And then they die in a dark hole of no emails or no touch points because we don't have any intention behind what we're going to do with them. So the best thing you can do is first and foremost, map out that journey, map out where they're going to come in at and where they're going to go. And so a lot of times what ends up happening is, you know, we'll provide a freebie and we'll be like, here's the freebie. And then like, we don't send any other emails. Like after that, you'll get maybe a random one every once in a while, but there's no intentionality. There's no consistency. So the very first thing is, you know, obviously you have to open up a email marketing account. Like that's first and foremost. Um, but second of all, within that thinking about, again, what is that primary journey? Most of the time it's going to be a welcome sequence to start. So that is really just about bringing people into your world, introducing to them who you are, what you do, how you can serve them and holding them accountable to actually completing the freebie or the small paid offer you can pick. The biggest thing is, is that a lot of times, like, again, we'll provide the freebie and then we're just trying to shove them down our pipeline. We're just trying to get that lead to turn into a sale. And, you know, one of the biggest things, especially with people being more private with their email addresses, like, you know, like all, all of those pieces, it's really incredibly important to come at it as a way of service and really focusing on building a relationship. So that's what I do within like my specific business is like really focusing on that conversational email marketing because people go into their inbox and they're looking for something that they can relate to or something they can take action on. So when your emails hit both of those nails on the head, those are the emails that actually get open. Those are the emails that people take action on. Those are the emails that people look forward to seeing because you're really just focusing on building a relationship with them as opposed to, again, shoving them down into your new pipeline or funnel trying to get to the sale. So I recently heard it as don't set out to be like, who can I get to hire me? But who can I serve? Because if you would do it in in the, like the service, like who can I help? And initially I feel like entrepreneurs sometimes will think of where it's like, uh, then when am I ever going to get business? And it's like, because you're, you're helping, you are giving something of value and you are putting your story out there on who you serve and all that fun stuff. Um, so how often should I be emailing something out to my list? Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to emailing something out, um, so we have your like sequence first. So you're like, your welcome sequence. So okay. within that, I usually will separate them by about three days apart. That's usually a good time where it's not like too consistent, where it's like too much, but then you're still being consistent within that first email sequence funnel that you're like showing up, you know, pretty regularly. 
Now, when it comes to outside of that, after they have finished that funnel, um, I always tell people, excuse me, I always tell people to do what they can be most consistent with because what ends up happening is, and I've been guilty of this too, where we'll set a goal that we're going to write a weekly email and then, you know, it comes around, we do great for a little bit and then we fall off the bandwagon and then we're there and like we become sporadic. It just doesn't make sense. It becomes something more that's like forced. It's not natural. And that's where you lose out on like your natural gift of like being able to share your passion and what you do and being able to help people because you're just forcing it now to get into an email to send it out. So I always tell people to do what you can do well, do what you can do consistently. So even if that's once a month, I would rather you send an email once a month and do it really well and like put your full heart into it and like do the things as opposed to just checking out the box, sending something out just so that way you can send something out. So personally, how I have done my emails with my, at least my photography business is I use MailChimp, which personally, I know you and I have talked about this. I am not a fan (laughs) of it. It has changed through the years. I am personally just not a fan, but I still have it for time being. And I, yeah. I should just be working with you. Um, so I will sit down in January and plan out the subject that I want each month to have, like a topic for every single month. And then I will sit down and figure out, well, what like promos am I going to have? What events am I going to have for this entire year? And then I will sit there in January to write out one, at least 12, which is one email for the month. So that if I have absolutely nothing aside from that, then cool. At least I have one a month. Yep. And then anything else would be bonus. Exactly. A hundred percent. And I think that's a great approach in a way to take it because a lot of times, yeah, we just... I I can't tell you like the difference between an email that I wrote that is like really, really good versus one that I forced out, like the intention, the difference in the tone and the way it comes off, like the results speak for themselves. Yeah. So how can I automate this whole emailing process? Okay. So first and foremost, you will not go on MailChimp. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah. We're not, we're not going (laughs) to, we are not going to start with MailChimp. Um, actually what I recommend is, so let's start first with like platform real quick, because like platform is where you're going to be able to automate this. Usually, generally speaking, what I tell people is they need to pick a platform that works best for their brain and for their business goals. Because a lot of times, like, you know, for an example, to give you a very tangible example, I use ConvertKit and I absolutely love ConvertKit. It works well for my brain. It's exactly what my business needs. I'm not complicated. Like my brain works in simple mode because like, I'm busy. Like I got time for a bunch of stuff. However, for my clients who are e-commerce based businesses, it makes literally a whole zero sense to put them on ConvertKit because ConvertKit is not designed to service e-commerce businesses. Okay. He's just grabbing his iPad. I was like, what is he doing over by the sink? And so within that, like I I would put them definitely 10 out of 10 over on Clavio because that actually makes sense for like what that platform is made for. So I always recommend going through and like taking a look at, you know, again, what do you really need? What are the goals? Um, What is the intention behind what you're going to do with your customers? What platforms are you using? Like there's a lot of pieces that go into it. And if you have like a good idea of what that needs to look like, you can take that to an email marketing platform and ask their support team, hey, here's my goals. Here's what I'm looking to accomplish. 
can your platform help me with this? And they're going to be yes, no, maybe so. Here's how you would. Um, and so if you're somebody who is a service-based business, who's just starting out, who wants something for free, MailerLite is like the best way to go, is the best option for you to be able to get started. And especially if you're over on MailChimp and you want to convert over, I highly recommend MailChimp or ConvertKit. <laughs> um, they even have like an easy importer thing. So yeah, that's my recommendation in terms of like getting started with automating, like it starts with the platform. Okay. And then I know that people can also work with you with this stuff. So how are you able to work with business owners kind of like myself that I, I personally, I don't, I don't have capacity. I don't want to do it myself. I want to hand it off and like have some help. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, basically once you have been migrated over into your platform, you're choosing where you're going to live at and all of that really fun stuff. That's where I can come in and help strategize, um, what your backend flows are going to look like, what makes sense for your customer journey. That's going to support them. Um, and then from there we can go through the process of being able to send out weekly or bi-weekly or twice a week emails based off of your email list size, um, to be able to further support your journey and helping you be able to stay consistent with email marketing. Perfect. Okay. So from here, we have our platform. We yep. have like, let's call it, um, an email campaign. Okay. We've yep. had that set up. How do I get people to give me their precious email addresses? Because then from there, I think that that's perfect segue for us to do 2.0 of looking at the analytics after that point. Yeah, totally. Okay. So here's the biggest thing that I I feel like a lot of people get wrong is they look at freebies as a way to be able to collect all of the people. So like for me, and I always talk from my own experience because I've been there, done that. I had this great, not so great idea that I was going to create this freebie that was just a bunch of random like boss girl quotes. And I was like, cool, I'll get all of these amazing email addresses because everybody wants quotes for their social media. Right. I was like, one quotes were a huge thing. And so what ended up happening is I literally got all of these email addresses and absolutely none of them converted into anything like at all because they weren't my target audience. So when I think about freebies and like even for like small paid offers, I highly recommend niching it down first and foremost to one specific problem that they have with a solution that you're going to solve. Even if you're multifaceted, even if you have lots of things you can help with, pick one of them to put them through. Because what's going to end up happening is you're going to be able to take one primary thing. So let's say for an example, um, your customer or like your ideal client is, you know, struggling with crafting the perfect social media post. Perfect. That's really specific. So what we can do is then we can create a freebie, a video, an opt-in, whatever format you want, which I'll get to that in a second because there's something along with that. Um, whatever that like format is, you can create one specific thing that helps solve one piece of that. So whether it is, I'm going to teach you how to create a eye-catching hook that's going to like get your people to like move down into your post, or maybe it ends up being like, I'm going to show you how to craft a, you know, like stellar CTA that people are going to be clicking before they even finish reading it. Whatever that piece is that you're going to teach them, make it specific where they can actually see where they're at, which may be, I don't know how to write a hook. I have my CTAs are basic. I don't know what I'm doing to so the end result, which is going to be, you know, the, the opposite of that. And so the format specifically needs to be in a way that your person can actually digest it. 
one of the biggest like mistakes that I always see people make when it comes to freebies is they make these massive freebies or these huge courses or these huge things thinking that people actually have the time to go through those. When in reality, a lot of us are targeting moms. We're targeting people who are busy, who are like, you know, like you have to have it make sense. So generally speaking, like for me, I will probably more likely, I would more likely opt into like a quick template, a quick checklist, a quick guide, or like an under 15 minute video, as opposed to being like, here's a six hour course on how to write a perfect hook. I'm going to be like, bro, no, like I don't got time for that. So make sure those, those pieces link. Um, and then from there, what you can do is you can position it as something that is a helpful resource. And so we want to make sure that it's like evergreen, something that you can plug into conversations that you're having in the DMs, something you can easily sell and talk about on stories, you know, and really being able to position it as kind of that entry point for people to be able to take action. Cause you're going to, in your sequence, you're going to have accountability for them to actually do that. And then like post about those results that people get from the free item that you've created. I love it. All right. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? And how can we continue following you? Yeah. So I think honestly, like the biggest thing is, is don't get stuck up in perfection, like with this process. Like for me, email marketing has been a super messy process of figuring out what, what does and doesn't work. Like, you know, there are specific, you know, things that I've had to adjust or change like over the years that have helped me be able to like optimize my results. And email marketing in general is a long game play, like a hundred percent is a long game play. And so a lot of times what ends up happening is we, you know, we think that like within one month, like our, like everything, I'm like, I always set those expectations with my clients. Like this is a long game. Like, yes, we can create short-term like wins and like results and things like that. But within this, like your email marketing is extremely, extremely like linked to how people perceive you on your social media as well. So like social media and email go hand in hand because the way, if you're over on social media and you're never showing up, you're never making a connection, you're not trying to build relationships over there, but you're trying to do it over an email, it's not going to work. Like both of them have to go hand in hand for them to work together because it's a whole experience that people are having with you. Um, So yeah, just making sure and understanding it's a long game. You have to like show up on like, don't, you don't have to show up in all the places, but where you do show up, show up really well for your people. Because again, like we're talking about people here. Um, and along with that as well, too, yeah, just like don't get stuck up in the perfection that all has to be perfect. Like it's you're gonna optimize, you're gonna change, you're gonna move, things are gonna happen, and like that's totally okay. Um, in terms of with following and finding and all that really good fun stuff, um, I primarily hang out over on Instagram. You can uh find me at Ashley K DeLuca. Um, if you are interested in learning more about like working with me and all that really fun stuff, um, I offer uh done for you services. I also offer consulting and I am in the process of putting together a, I believe it's gonna be monthly, if not bi-monthly, uh, right with Ashley. So you can hop on a Zoom call with me. Um, well, it's gonna be me and like some other people as well too. We're all going to hang out. Um, we're going to network. We're going to have um, email writing time and you're more than welcome to bring your emails. You can write with other people um, and you can bring any of your questions as well too. So just check me out over on Instagram. I usually post about it over there. Um, so that way you can grab the sign up link and all that really fun stuff, but that's totally free. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending this time with me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Awesome. I'll chat with you soon. Bye.